0: Welcome to The Exit Strategy, your no-bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Stevenson. I'm here with my fabulous law partner, Sarah Hink. Hello, everyone. We're back. I'm
1: back. I was gone for a minute.
0: (laughs) But you're back. I'm back. We are the partners at New Direction Family Law. We have our sidekick. Jen Bordeaux here today. Hello, Hello everyone. Yes. So what she- are we chatting about today, Jennifer? We're oh, government name. <laughs> <laughs> Do you we- know that I just recently heard that? I had no idea what that meant. Does somebody
2: use your government name? Oh. Yeah. That's how anytime that's somebody says
0: Jennifer instead of Jen, that's what I think of now. But
2: <laughs> We're going to talk about all kinds of things. So it's been a little while since we've done some frequently asked questions. And it's actually right on point because the last time we did this, we said frequently asked questions with super lawyers and you guys the super lawyers. Announcements yes. just came out it today. So yes. Excited. So we're going to do some more super lawyers FAQs for yes. listeners. Some different, more relevant topics that we just see come in all the time through our website form or when people reach out to us or with cases that you guys have had that we see patterns and common questions so they are in no, no particular order ne- not necessarily related and we're gonna go rapid fire
0: <laughs> all right we'll give sarah a minute <laughs>
2: yeah my brain is slow but it's
1: gonna get there It'll get there yeah for the listeners i was out had a baby real quick now i'm back it <laughs> <she's> back child's now <laughs> 21 in college yes <laughs> yes my brain is still catching up
2: <laughs> baby yeah we're, I, we're so ready for her to come to the office i know i can't wait i can't wait <laughs> All right. This one recently came up, a question that an attorney was sharing with the crew. <laughs> I've been separated for a week. Can I get on Tinder now? You can. We would advise against it.
1: Yeah, be careful. It's, there's a lot of other circumstances taken into consideration on how you're going to move forward with dating apps and all that. If you haven't done anything during the marriage and you're separated, technically... You can go date someone, but there's other things to consider. What else should they consider Elizabeth
0: One, if you have children, mm-hmm. it might be a good idea to take a breath yeah <laughs> sit out a little while because your children are going through a lot if you've separated, so that's where you want your focus to be and not on starting a new relationship per se mm-hmm. I've very much, and I think we have this in a lot of our documents and things is to just when you're on, just don't do social media for a little while because as they say. Whatever you send, you want to think about that being read out loud in court and it can be twisted and turned. And so it's always better just to be careful and sit quietly for a little while. Yeah. And
1: take a minute, whether you have kids or not, just for your mental health, be a little patient. I understand there's relationships where people feel like they haven't been in one for a long time, even though they've lived together. So it's understandable. And tender, I guess that's the quick and easy one. So maybe you're not looking for a relationship, but.
0: Yeah. And because if you have a custody schedule and the kids are with the other parent, then if you want to date or go out, then that's when you Mm -hmm. probably want to take advantage to do that, not when you have your kids with you.
1: Another thing to consider would be financials. So if you might be on the hook for spousal support, we're going to look all through everyone's financials and we'll see any charges to like match.com. And if you're going on dates, Dates. you know, are you saying you can't pay alimony to your wife, but you can go drop $100 dinner dinner. every other day for your girlfriends? There's just a lot of things to consider. So before you take that step, definitely talk to your attorney. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. For sure. Match is not cheap.
2: No, it's not. (laughs) This is another expense. Looking like, into your financial, yeah. Whenever yeah. I see, yeah, exactly.
1: Whenever I see, like, opposing parties, which dating site they're on, I like think about how serious they are. Like during the marriage, and they paid for match like every month for that long. <laughs> this guy was out the door. That right, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, all right, and add next,
0: something to that. It's not really, yeah. It's a little off subject, but I've had a couple of cases like this. That let's say you found someone on Tinder and y'all moved in together, and this person is paying a lot of your expenses on a monthly basis, and. You're in they asking for alimony and child support. Anything that somebody pays for you on your behalf can be considered as a gift and can be added to your income. It's a little. I, I don't think people really. It's not something you would think. Oh, that's logical, but that's how yeah. it works. It's kind of like
1: if you your employer pays for certain things like your right. your, your car or your right. cell phone. That's considered too because it's not an expense that you have to go cover. Right. Exactly.
0: And it makes a big difference. I had a case recently where it was getting. He was living in a parent's house, and in the rent, we found out, would have been like $950 for that house. And they added $950 into the supporting spouse's income, and it made a big difference.
2: Yeah, oops. You know? oops. <laughs> also, Sorry, I digress. But I think that to that point, too, you're saying, it, and when we say Tinder, it means any dating. Right, okay. right. We're not nice. discriminating here. If you, in that same scenario, if you met somebody on Tinder and you're living with them for spousal support purposes... A lot of times isn't it if you're cohabitating with someone. I mean, is that going
0: to affect spousal support?
1: For the de- dependent spouse, yes. it, 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 yeah, it, would. it yeah. would.
0: But for the supporting spouse, if he moves in with somebody or she, still got to pay. Yeah. yeah. Spouse <laughs> other party. Yeah. Okay. So
2: again, just talk to your attorney. <laughs> yeah. Talk <laughs> right. to your attorney. <laughs> All right. Next up. We get this one more frequently than I'd like to admit, but we just got married. I don't know. We'll say a week, a month. Somebody just reached out. They got married on December 31st and they're saying it was a mistake can i get an annulment it's not a time thing
0: no it doesn't matter you could be married 10 years and ask for an annulment
1: yeah so it it goes way beyond that so they would have to call and have a consultation with us they would absolutely i think that's a lot of factors
0: (laughs) that are involved in that but time is not one of them
1: no people say they made a mistake (laughs) like you said (laughs) 10 years down the road oh it was the worst mistake of my life (laughs) like they don't
2: get an annulment either so just in that, because I know laws obviously vary from state to state. So, if let's say somebody did like a Elvis Chapel wedding in Vegas, they pulled a Britney Spears, <laughs> and they wanted an annulment. Does it matter that they got married in Vegas? No, it depends yeah, on where they live. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know if that affected it or not. Yeah, but it said things like I can't remember all of them in the statute, but one is impotency if you can't uh, consummate your marriage or never have, or your there's a mental illness or something <laughs> like that. So those are some of the factors.
2: Yes. So as easy as you think. Mistake doesn't qualify as. No. I would not know all my We would not have a
0: business if yeah. mistakes qualified.
2: get <laughs> in that scenario, just spirals off to another question. If, let's say, this person that got married on New Year's Eve of this past year, if it doesn't qualify for an annulment, then do they have to stay separated for that year and a day So Yeah. To yeah, get divorced. Absolutely. Yeah. Separated longer than you were married.
0: Longer mm-hmm. than you were married. It happens. Yeah. You wouldn't have any other issues, probably, because you weren't married but a day, maybe, or a month. There wouldn't be any property, alimony, maybe some custody, perhaps, but nothing else other than that.
2: Okay, I've been living in North Carolina with my kids for a while now, and I need to change my custody order, but the original custody order is from another state. What do I do?
1: We have to see, you know, how long have you lived in North Carolina? Where does the other parent live?
0: The first step is... No matter how long you've been here, go ahead and register. It's called registering in your order in North Carolina, and that allows you to enforce it here. So let's say that, let's say dad lives in the other state, came and got the kids and didn't return them. you got to have the order registered yeah. here to enforce it here and have a judge if it's not like an emergency, which I would probably qualify. But if you don't register it here, then you got to go back to the original state to litigate anything, unless it's an emergency. And
1: make sure you have a copy of your order. We Correct. have people come see us and talk to us. and. There is an order, but they don't have the order. And that's always hard for us to then give You're them right. advice based on that. You know, if you mer- move to a new state, you should register it and re- and register for enforcement. You can register for modification. Right. However, there are circumstances where you don't even have to register it to modify it. Talk to an attorney about all the facts of your case and what's going to be the most cost effective.
0: Right. Because there's also instances where you might have to go back to the original state. Right. Let's make sure you have permission to move. I mean, there could be some, I mean, that. You may yeah. open a big can of worms because you've moved, but there's nothing. That, then you've messed up the visitation or the custody schedule, and the other parent may yeah. start coming after you for That's something. another topic.
1: Exactly. That we to exactly. <laughs> so if, that, if you can listen to that episode, check that one out, too.
2: With that, if somebody came to us and they were wanted to register the order, can the other parent fight that, the order
0: being registered here? Mm-hmm. You can. Yeah, you can. And then the court would, would have a hearing on it, to determine whether it could be or not be.
1: Sometimes in circumstances, we have the judge in North Carolina, have to talk to a judge in a different right. state and have a conference, which can really prolong the situation because you have to look at two judges' schedules okay. and get in touch with a judge in New York and a judge in North Carolina and somehow get them to talk together. The attorney's present. It can be a big mess. It can be. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Talk to an attorney before you move. That's what I would Have say, your ducks sure. in a row and to make it as seamless as possible. Even if you think that dad or mom is a deadbeat and not going to do much about it, guess what? They sometimes do. Yep. Yep.
0: Just for spite. Yep.
2: Yeah. We've recently had somebody reach out to us and it's not necessarily for registration of an order, but it is looking at the person that has relocated, but they haven't been there for six months yet. I think they still have some properties here. And so where they're at now, they've spoken with local attorneys, but they also want to speak with North Carolina sure. attorneys to find out where it might be most beneficial right, sure to to, do. Yeah. Yeah. to file for things right. and address things. So, again, just always talk to your attorney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, moving right along to the next question. We've recently, if you guys, if listeners yeah. have not checked out other episodes, our most recent one prior to this, I was with a guest named David Amos, and we talked about business valuations and looking at income and financial statements. He's going to be coming in and doing a lunch and learn with us soon as well. Because we do face this a lot. So if somebody comes to you in the consultation and says, I think my spouse is hiding income, how do I find out if they are?
0: First step is, one, if you've got, you need to get some financial documents. You Mm -hmm. need to get bank statements, credit card statements, that sort of thing. And start perusing through those. And then you can see money moving in and out. You may not know where it's coming from, but then you can see at least a part of an account statement or something like that. You can do discovery, you can depose, that sort of thing. It really is just calling through right. financial documents and doing a forensic analysis of those documents. And it, it
1: depends on what stage you are in the right, process. If right. you're still living together and you haven't separated, you're going to have to watch the mail. Right. Sign into the accounts online since you're living together and just poke around and try to. I tell people to do that, too, before Absolutely. they leave. Absolutely. Especially everything. the spouse that hasn't been involved. Find what
0: you can find. Make copies. Put them back where you found them, and you keep your copies somewhere else in a safe deposit box or with your friend or somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. and if
1: you're, like, afraid to open the mail for whatever reason, like, yeah, take a picture of it. Okay, there's a mail from Fidelity. I know there might be a Fidelity account.
0: So we could send out a subpoena. We don't necessarily need to know the account number of that. Now, a lot yeah. of times people come in, and they think that, but there really isn't any. right but to be prudent and check your boxes at least get some financial documents for sure yep
2: now let's say in the situation you're trying to get financial statements or we'll say bank statements if you're even though you're married maybe the account was opened during the marriage but your name is not on your spouse's account can you still get those records
1: with a subpoena with a subpoena you can
0: (laughs) yeah i I couldn't just walk in and say hey i want copies of my husband's bank account if I'm not on it they're not gonna give that to you.
2: figured as much which then leads into talking about subpoena power somebody comes into the consultation there's no litigation started does litigation have to be
0: active for you to get a subpoena for something a subpoena yes yes and if you file litigation in most counties now there are requirements of what you are to turn over in local rules without having to issue discovery or issue subpoenas by
1: order of the courts there's already an order right as soon as you're filing, you are Supposed under bring like Six
0: months of bank statements and credit cards and income. All and of if that. you don't
1: do it, then you get in trouble by the judge. judge. <laughs> you might have to pay some attorney's fees. Right. Yes,
0: I just I've thought
2: about that because we do have folks that they call in and they, they're inquiring about services and they want to discuss, obviously, what their options are and they'll, they'll mention, I want to subpoena these documents and get these financials, but I want to, you know, I don't want to go to court, court. I right. want to settle I just want an agreement but, drawn up and I'm
0: like, <laughs> the yeah. attorneys have to talk to you about that <laughs> don't need to talk to your attorney about that
2: yeah okay anything else with that no nope. I don't think so Okay. another custody related question there's no custody order or parenting agreement in place but the other parent is withholding the child from me what do I do
0: get a court order, order. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing in place yeah I mean problem becomes who's got the child has the child there, you can't go on their property. The police aren't going to come get this child because there's no order to enforce. So, yeah. you really, your only option at that point, if they won't cooperate, is you've got to file a complaint, start a lawsuit, and ask the court to determine what custody yeah, this, should be.
1: The sooner, the better, too. Because sometimes it'll take months, yeah, it'll take months, months. And also, if you sit around, it doesn't look good. Like, okay, I have you, people obviously, come you to, weren't too concerned about that. Right. <laughs> I have people come to me, and it's been like a couple of years, like she's been withholding the child for how long? Oh. oh two or three years. I'm like, oh, and you're just doing something about, do about this now. now. That doesn't look good in the eyes of the court. Like as soon as this is a problem and you want to see your child, you need to go talk to an attorney, file in court for custody and get the process at least started. And you know,
0: Sometimes it is legitimate because attorneys can be expensive. Yeah. But at least in Wake County, now they have a great thing. They got the new self-help, program. a new programs. At least go and let them help you File the complaint and get things started, and then that'll give you time to maybe find funds to get an attorney to help you down the road. Yes,
1: and they have the complaint you can fill out on right, your own, or right. help you fill it out. Well, and that, even if you don't do
2: it correctly, it show they'll be something. In the court it shows file. That, you
0: were in, that it was important to you to do exactly. Right.
2: Okay, and I feel like a lot of times we see folks they, when they call in there, it's because they had a verbal agreement and things were going Great. well. And then
0: all of a sudden, they're daddy, not... Mom, daddy found a girlfriend, and then they did not work too well.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and same thing. Act quickly. Correct. Get a court order because this is something that's going to probably happen again if right. it's already happening.
0: And verbal agreements are not enforceable in North yeah, Carolina. I don't, I don't know do that, where they though. would be enforceable, but they're not. It's great that y'all got along, but if everybody, somebody, I always say, if somebody's willing to do something, then they should be willing to put it in writing and have it formalized, mm-hmm. executed, or whatever.
1: Yeah, and us attorneys can't just call up the other person and be like, Hey, you guys agree to this.
0: Can we even do um, this this and no. Yes.
2: Or what? <laughs> yeah.
0: We can't make anybody do anything. No. I can tell you that.
2: Hey guys, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you yourself have been through a divorce or you know someone that's contemplating a divorce, then you know how important it is to make sure that you know your legal rights or your friend knows their legal rights and options to help develop the best plan for them and their family moving forward. At New Direction Family Law, we have over 30 years of combined experience protecting the rights of our clients and family law matters. We aggressively advocate, we aggressively support, and we absolutely educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So if you or someone you know are facing these questions or contemplating separation or divorce, give us a call to schedule an initial consultation today. You can reach us at 919-719-3470 or reach out to us via our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. Yeah. Do you guys ever see, let's say, um, I feel like maybe we've seen it the other way a little bit more, but- The dad gets remarried, and so now stepmom maybe is, like, driving force of some changes for custody stuff or child support or...
1: A lot of times it seems like the dad or whoever's gotten remarried, they want to see the kid more all of a sudden. Like, the spouse, new spouse wants to be involved and want to see that involvement.
0: But I do think, and that does happen, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. It shows that stepmom or stepdad is really vested in this child. And a lot of times, dad... They get a bad rap sometimes. Things are changing, but still, yeah. Sometimes they just don't come forward because oh, that's just the way it is. I only get every other weekend, and
1: maybe just honestly, they aren't good at managing time and like multiple things, and
0: that may they be, just they be right. I mean, well, I, I still love myself, their, but we love their kids. I <laughs> yeah. want
1: to spend time with them, and now they have a new spouse to kind of help they them, with help the them. That's right. Like, that's right. Or they have a new baby.
0: And they want the child to be more with them so that they now have this blended family. It's the
1: reality of it. And it's not going to be shunned by the court for this new family. No,
0: No, but a lot of times the other party
1: there's feelings involved,
0: gets feelings involved and thinking about this is probably a good thing. But as you say, it gets all wrapped up in their feelings. Yeah.
2: Yeah. In general, because we've talked about registering a foreign order, if there's not an order in place and one parent decides to leave the state not necessarily I don't know maliciously I know there's a lot of different scenarios there but can that fall in the realm of emergency custody I'm sure it, yeah, it depends
1: we should probably save that for our relocation
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll save that a little teaser for, <laughs> for another episode coming up I like it okay I've been separated for a bajillion years <laughs> and I want to file for divorce but I don't know where my ex is located what do I do
0: cry <laughs> <laughs> i would say hallelujah i'd had to see him in 23 years that'd be awesome yeah, Grimm, file sooner. <laughs> yeah. people have reached
2: out to us they've been married or separated for 18 20 25 years and i'm like you didn't think to make this final
1: before now yeah. i
2: was
0: counting down
1: <laughs> we got to do a lot of things to find them to try to
0: find them yeah you do i mean you the end result is you can publish an announcement in a newspaper Whether they see it or not, it doesn't matter. Then they've been served. But before that, you've got to show the court that you've made great efforts to find this person.
1: And you have to file these affidavits Affidavits. saying that you did the process of a private investigator. You hired
0: to look into it.
1: You've done searches online. You've talked to people that know this person. I mean, it's not a quick and easy process whatsoever.
0: It will increase the cost, but just because you can't find him, you could still get divorced for sure.
1: It's just not as easy.
0: And I could definitely see if the parties don't
2: have children together. They've had no reason to communicate beyond the separation, so to speak, so that you could lose touch. We actually had a really kind of sad situation recently. Somebody reached out to us about that, and they didn't have any children or joint property together, so they went their separate ways. The person that was reaching out to us still had contact information for their former spouse's parents. And so this person reached out to get contact information or an address to try to be able to serve her with the documents and found out that she had passed away like a few months ago prior to oh. this and i was like oh that's so sad <laughs> it made logistically made the divorce well easier. what i can tell you
0: is if she had any property or anything person that called us gets should go to them that's yeah, the yeah they talk to us. in a they're still, yeah mean, at, they're still so married i don't you know. think given them the you know elizabeth don't get sad we're like <laughs> yeah. find the money <laughs> that's right <laughs> but that but as you bring the down the rabbit hole again Y'all could be separated for twenty-five years, and literally, if the other party dies and has a million-dollar estate, it's gonna come to you. It, if there's no will, and yes. even if there is a will, you might get a part of that. I always tell people when they're separated, get by a bus today, you're gonna get everything you got. You need to get your will. You need to get your wills in order, mm-hmm. and we can do. And we can help with that. Yep. It's true, actually. Yeah, and change your
2: beneficiaries on like
0: financial accounts, absolutely, everything. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. so much that goes into it. Which yeah. again, and these are things that And you don't think about that. Yeah, that's not your don't. that's not what's your top priority at that moment. Yeah.
2: But that's why you come to us. That's yes. right. That's right. Okay, let's see here. Where are we gonna go next? If I wanna separate and I'm willing or I'm going to leave the marital home, should I take the kids with me? Someone's gotta take the kids.
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you're leaving, nobody's at the house. You might want well to take your kids with you. I don't know. Uh, just a out. thought. Someone should watch them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You and let's put it this way: you can, okay. whether you should or not, is a factual conversation you need to have with somebody. But can you take them? If there's no, there should be no order in place because y'all are living together. Mm-hmm. So yes, you could take them. But if you have no order or agreement in place and you take them to school the next day, the other party can go to school and get them. Right. And take them home and you're not going to see them. So maybe you should have some conversations about that before you leave, unless yeah. it's a domestic violence issue or something.
1: Yeah. This, a lot of depends on all these <laughs> yeah, scenarios. Right. for
0: sure. That's just yeah. Yeah. Like, Can writing. you? Yeah. Should you? Like, that depends. If you're going <laughs>
1: to a hotel just for the night, like maybe let them stay in their rooms. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. just be nice about it on yeah. yeah. how kids. old they are
2: exactly. <laughs> exactly consider your children's well-being exactly yeah yeah in the same realm here if i leave without a separation agreement in place will i lose my rights to my house no
0: mm-hmm. you'll lose the right to come and go but you don't lose your ownership or your equity in it
1: and then it's harder i would i guess i would say to if you wanted to keep the house like you wanted mm-hmm. to be the one that would Refinance and stay in the home if you're the one leaving like it's a little bit harder to get you back in there if the other party also wants to stay so right, so in that scenario, talk to an attorney before you leave, but like Elizabeth said, you don't lose like money from it, you don't lose equity to it. gotcha, right. you can't just come and go afterwards either.
2: what if you do come back after or not come back for to like resume the marriage, but what do you mean by lose your rights to come and go?
1: If the person that stayed doesn't care, then it's fine, fine.
0: but if but if you leave with the intent to go, they can change the locks. You go in, then that's domestic trespass. Yeah, criminal statute. Yeah, I it. mean, there's some issues that are involved. So, so if you want to leave, back the truck up, get what you want, you know, because yeah. you're not going to get it if they don't let you back in. Sometimes people get sure. petty about that. Yeah, they yeah. do. You know. They definitely mm-hmm. do.
2: In that same vein, I feel like a, we get a lot of questions about this during the intake process when people are calling to find out about services. They want to leave and they've been kind of developing a plan, but they don't want to get slapped with abandonment. And I don't know. We've touched on this on I think, some of our original episodes, but is do people really sue folks for abandonment? What does that look like? Is It's
1: somebody, not really like how everyone thinks it is. It's, yeah. I it's don't a, think
0: courts really don't care anymore.
1: No, it's that. not. It's more like, and this is what I tell people. It's if, you know, I'm at home and my husband makes all the money, like he pays all the bills right? and I'm at home with the kids and he just, disappears off to hawaii i learn, and he has a new girlfriend out there and he's not paying for any of these bills not communicating with me that man straight up abandoned me right like, that's, and, and it's that's a factor and
0: yeah it's a factor for like spousal support yeah and for marital custody. misconduct right but
1: right. this whole like i am i abandoning the marriage or the house but if i leave then you just go across town now so it's saying like a very an extreme circumstances right.
0: people are, but that's a really good point i don't i think 99.9% of people ask me that question. It, yes, it's all the been, time. So uh, there's some misinformation out there somewhere about that. Yeah. Uh, that people are terribly afraid of. Or it's... that they
2: want to, the person who stayed, who's not leaving, wants to pursue abandonment towards the person who has chosen to leave. I think there's misconceptions right, on, right, on both sides ways. there. No, I agree with that. You can feel abandoned. Yes. But, it doesn't true. matter.
0: <laughs> you are just going to sue me for abandonment. Yeah. So. No. <laughs>
2: I don't know. The law doesn't leave room for emotion. <laughs> In the same vein with property, my divorce is final, but we didn't do anything with the house that we jointly owned. How do I still get my part of the equity or the money from the house? How does that work?
0: Ugh, You got a big mess going on. <laughs> <up.
1: Yes. laughs> it really depends on how amicable you still
0: are with <laughs> the right. other person. You can still <laughs> agree to sell it and still agree to split the proceeds. But once you get divorced, it's a weird concept. When you're married, each of you own the, all of the house, 100% each party, which is weird. Then you get separated, each of you only own half the house. So you could partition it and sell half the house. It just, it's a mess. There's,
1: there's a reason there's these marital laws out there mm-hmm. and they provide access for individuals to figure out how to deal with these circumstances. But once you go through a divorce and there's no pending claims for anything you lose your remedies under these marital laws that's that right. would apply to you because that's now right. you're not
0: married anymore. That's right. And so if one party doesn't want to sell that, nothing's going to happen it's, with that house unless yeah.
1: you partition it. It's like me and Joe bought a house together randomly. <laughs> we're just two people that own a house together.
0: Are you married?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not married. No, I mean, <laughs> we married to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> no, if we just, as it a, is a mess. Oh my gosh. Yeah. As a joint venture.
0: Sure.
1: I mean, and that's, in that scenario, his wife would own a quarter, quarter. pretty That's much.
0: Right. I'd own 50%. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, what I can say is, and this is very important if you have not filed a claim for equitable distribution, which is dividing your property, you need to have that done before you get divorced. It doesn't have to be taken care of, it just has to be filed. So, really because once you're divorced, you can't, the court cannot help you divide your property. No,
1: then you have to go file for the Petition to partition, right. which is a mess. a mess. I mean, I have a Quinn case right now. It's just so messy. And they've been separated for, I don't know how long, remarried, and they still are both on this one property. And right. now I've there's had discovery some. being done. Right. And it's just not fun.
0: You know, you can use it as leverage. <laughs> oh, you want me to sell this house? Okay, fine. But I'm going to get ninety percent of the equity and you can get 10%. Yeah. And you're not going to be... Because that's the We're only, unless
1: you agree, that's the only remedy is that's to sell right. the house. So if you're the one in it and the, your other spouse wants it done, it's going to get done. It's mm-hmm.
2: And you're kicked out and you're selling the house. Now you mentioned filing a claim for equitable distribution before filing for divorce, but does a separation agreement that addresses that, the property,
0: does that assign yeah, separation Yeah, just because agreement? you get divorced, the separation agreement still remains in place. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We get that yeah. question right. a lot right. too. Yeah, that's true. We do.
2: Oh, this one happens. This goes back to feelings. (laughs) My ex wants, or my soon-to-be ex wants the divorce. They should have to pay for it. Can we make them?
0: We can't make them do a damn thing. No. (laughs) A judge might be able to make them in certain circumstances. Pay for the divorce? Just the divorce? Absolute divorce? People think of divorce is the whole whole The whole kit and caboodle.
2: Yeah. So just the whole separation process.
0: Is there a way for a judge to order my SOB... X to pay for my attorney's fee?
1: Sometimes. Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> More facts here. Um, you know, it, it comes up in cases. Well, let's um, say I'm awarded alimony. Statutory cases would be alimony cases. Right. Post-separation support, which is like the temporary alimony you can get. Right. Custody cases, they will consider attorney's fees in some circumstances. And child support cases, not property. Right. So if you, the, or the, 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 or the divorce divorced, itself.
0: Yeah. He's not going to pay for your divorce unless he really wants to get divorced. Yeah. You know, kind of thing.
1: And if you're waiting for the other person to pay, you're going to be one of those people we just <laughs> talked about. about Still have the damn house you got to sell Yeah. you
0: divorced. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But and we talked about this um, in the legal fees episode that we did all kinds of questions about legal fees, in that we can't have your soon to be ex call us and pay for your consultation fee or pay your retainer fee. They can pay you directly they, and then correct. you, and can, then you pay can pay us, us. Correct. but we can't accept the funds from them because it would be unethical.
0: And sometimes we put that in separation agreements too, that the other party will pay the attorney's fees. So if they agree to do it, absolutely. Yeah,
1: Yeah. of course. They agree. When a judge orders it, it's after the fact, so you're, you still have to pay for your fees upfront. And sometimes it's not all of them,
0: or it's paid $50 a month for the next 25 years. So you can't be guaranteed just because you have a right to ask for it. You're not guaranteed to get
1: yeah. And if the other party's asking for them, you, you know, I counsel my clients based on what I've seen in court, the likelihood right, of them right. getting attorney's fees. But it does happen. And you want to make sure if there's financial documents that they want and you have them that you're giving them over because a judge, that's the case is well, where they just, that. you know, yes, you pay the attorney's fees. This is the rules that we're under. And you you need to get them. Yeah. Right. You're going to pay the attorney's fees. Right, right, right. And sometimes it's a lot of money. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen some big, big dollar big bills. Dollars. <laughs>
2: All right, I'm almost done throwing questions at you guys. I'm just a few more here. This might be a short answer: Is cryptocurrency considered marital property?
0: Yes. Yeah, like any currency. <laughs> any? Yeah, even though it's just floating out there, it's, it's asset. <laughs> or it could be a, it could be a debt. I don't
2: know. Yeah. Do you guys understand? I don't even know what it is. I, I know the, I guess the general, or I just know Bitcoin. I'm...
1: Yeah, there's different kinds, and it's like you, they fluctuate and. In- just like any other currency, Right. yeah, but it's d- digital.
2: Yeah, it's just abstract in my yeah, mind. No, no, it's like no, it doesn't no. exist. <laughs> All right, and let's see here. We when we most often see this question or related to it whenever people fill out the website form in their description that they want an attorney that has experience working with someone that is narcissistic or has narcissistic behaviors. Elizabeth and Sarah, do you guys have experience working with of narcissistic course. behaviors? <laughs>
0: If you're working in family law, you have experience. Yeah. Whether you understand how to work with someone that is a narcissist or who is on the other side is a different thing. Yeah, question. I mean,
1: we've dated narcissists. <laughs> we've had friends that are narcissists, probably have family members that are narcissists. <laughs> and, and we see it a lot in our cases. And we've had clients to be the
0: person that... And then right. Oh, absolutely. A lot
1: of times there's couples and both of them just demonstrate those traits. Of course, we're not... Medical professionals. Right. And I think people
0: throw that term around a lot. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's an a hole is not always a a narcissist and vice versa. Yeah.
1: They might just be operating incredibly selfishly. And you have to understand, like, what they're going through. That may be their reaction to being hurt or something like that. Right. Right. You know, but people are selfish in general. Sorry. And everyone (laughs) out there.
0: If you're going through a separation, you're very much in a self preservation mode, which can exhibit as narcissistic traits.
1: Yeah, and you can pick up on it. And when there's domestic violence or just mm-hmm. overall some kind of abuse in the relationship, mm-hmm. financial abuse, emotional
2: abuse, then
1: we know to look further and what else is going right, on. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Which one is such a prime example as to why we refer out to mental health professionals all the time to Correct. help navigate that. In addition, only speaks to the importance of having a great legal team in your corner because you guys are removed from the situation, can recognize those behaviors, but can still Provide, obviously, guidance and advice on, okay, cool, yeah, this person's an ass, but legally, this is still what's going to happen. They can't control this. They can't do this or these are your rights kind of thing, too. The
0: other issue is you're not going to change them for the most part. you got kids. You're going to have to learn to deal with that narcissist. Yeah. And so that's why, that's where you come in, Jen, by going out there and building those networks for us that we do. I mean, we got a great, we're deep in therapists. we got some great folks out there that can Mm -hmm. help. They really do. And there's some good
1: reading material out there, too, with parenting with narcissists. Absolutely.
2: Bless them. Bless mental health professionals. (laughs) Okay, last question, and I thought this would be a good one to wrap up with because it's just obviously been something that has affected everyone globally, to include the family law world, and I was trying to read up some stuff separately from this on it, too, but in you guys' professional and personal opinion, do you think we've seen an uptick in divorces since 2020 and COVID? I don't know.
0: I don't feel like there has been. We see divorces every day. So I I think that's what I think people will more likely say that's why they're getting divorced. I think they probably would have anyway. It just took, it just happened a little sooner.
1: Yeah. I remember like probably like 2021 year after it, when people started working from home. And there'd be relationships where that person used to be like out of the house travel, Correct. working, and right, now they're right, home right. all the time. And now they're like, I really just hate him and I can't do right. it anymore. Right. Before, he was out of the house all the time and I could manage. Right. Their feelings didn't change. She never liked him. but And now he's just there they're all the all time. There all the time. Yeah. I'm married to you. I never liked you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but no, but it's true. I'm sure they yeah. liked each
1: other one d- at one point. But... Said, yeah. I would hope so. But... And People went through a lot individually through covid and everything so that could change someone's personality i know that there was an uptick in like alcoholism and people staying home a lot so those individual things could have impacts on relationships
0: you come to the conclusion life is short yeah (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. i can be dead tomorrow but i mean now it's like oh gosh it really could happen yes why am i doing this yeah and then everything
2: that i read honestly wasn't super conclusive (laughs) i was like okay i'm spinning wheels here the only thing that really played out in every different article that I was reading, trying to find reputable sources, was that divorce rates didn't really increase, but marriage rates did decrease, which would oh, then lend itself to less well, divorces.
1: That makes sense, because make no sense. one was getting get married because you couldn't gather. And so there was like a big slump in that first year.
0: But what might be interesting is to see like 10 years down the road what the statistics are, because one, you, had, you couldn't get married, so you had to and you were stuck with this person. So did you have a better understanding when you when you did get married in two thousand and twenty three, y'all'd already you already know the good, bad thing, ugly. Instead of getting married in three years in, finding out the good, bad ugly yeah. and getting separated.
1: Yeah. And then also financial reasons people might have well, out that's true. because mm-hmm. you, yeah. a lot of people were hit financially. Right. Depending on what kind of sector of the employment you had. And true. true. also true. people who worry about money sometimes they hold off on separating.
0: Especially all, older folks do, I think. Especially if you have retirement age, we, we have made all these plans to mm-hmm. retire. And now I'm only going to get half my retirement. That's going to be a problem. Sometimes they say, okay,
1: sorry. <laughs> they <feel laughs> like, I'm sorry." <laughs> then we have clients Absolutely. who are like in their 70s, 80s, and they're like, "I'm done. No one's going oh, yeah. to."
0: I mean, that's so funny. I've had a, not a lot lately, but it's, it's like a little more, I think.
2: That was a thread throughout just divorce statistics that gray divorce, what it's termed, right, gray right. divorce, has been on the increase for the last it's couple right, of years, right. and I think it'll be interesting to see because in this data there's so many variables that can go into research and studies but one thing a lot of these stats are pulled from courthouses and filings right right? so that's not going to include people that are just separated
0: true but what you're also seeing is that if you're older and you get separated women are not getting remarried (laughs) because i'm tired of taking care of this asshole (laughs) yeah but men have Mm-hmm. or more dependent and so they are looking to get remarried and women are just going hell though no. i'm good, good. i'm <laughs> good you keep your house I'll keep mine, and we can you come to my house three nights a week i'll go to yours but i'm not getting married you, mm-hmm. you get a custody schedule <laughs> with your dating <laughs> relationship yeah, exactly week on week <laughs> off i love it so i think it'll be
2: interesting as <clears throat> maybe in this in the educational world if they do like in the sociological field if they do something that's more qualitative combined with quantitative looking at more factors than just oh, yeah, the, the so filings yeah, that yeah, are for divorce. To see to what the, that'll be a few years yeah. down the road for sure. But I'm done. Those are all the questions that I have for you. Anything else in general you guys want to throw out there for an FAQ from super lawyers? No, I'm like, I like
0: this just like... <laughs> I'm a one L and I've just been are the professor. and I know. Right.
2: And I'm still rising,
0: super lawyer. Just rising. That's only because up to you're young. World. You're not old like me. No,
1: I think I'm, I don't know. When, when do you stop I don't know. Oh, no, I think. Stop rising.
2: I think 40. 40. Then and then you start going down. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And you're a falling star. <laughs> yeah, falling star.
1: Yeah, Point. starlet. All right. Thank
2: you, John. Thanks, you're Jen. Great. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can visit us at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at the exit strategy underscore podcast or email us at exit strategy at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. We'll be back next time with more no bullshit content about life, divorce, parenting, relationships, and everything in between.